We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. But we are against those. Something big about to happen. I hear the beat tapping. We some fly rum and felines rapping on the track. Better yet, grab a gat, cause we hot like. And so, doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride. Windy City hitting. Check mic 1212. We live, baby. What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Miss Hip Hop, aka Queen Star. And today we have for the very first time a hip-hop group based out of Brooklyn, New York with us today. So everyone, give it up for Leaf Gang! What's up, y'all? Chillin', Miss Star, how you doing? I'm doing very well, I'm doing very well. How y'all doing, though? Corona free, Try to stay Corona free. Corona free, I don't need Coronas anymore. You said you don't drink Corona beers no more? Thank you for having us, though. Really appreciate it being on the program. For sure, for sure. I'm glad you guys are on too. So, um, now there are seven original members of the group Leaf Gang, correct? Yep. It, I ain't gonna lie. This is, it feels like it's more. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, I feel that. Seven OG members, though. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And today we got three of those members with us. So, um, why don't you guys introduce yourselves to everyone and, and you know, and introduce everybody in the group, including yourself, starting with you, Narcy. Well, my name is Narcy. I am the greatest person alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we have, oh, you guys want to speak for yourself or you want me to? No, speak for yourself. Yo, I go by Benny Musa. What's up with y'all? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? R&B extraordinaire, you know how I do. AKA, <laughs> his waves are connecting. Yeah. <laughs> the wave, right the wave god himself. The wave god himself. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And this your boy Relic Cell, Big Leaf, you know what I mean? I'm here. For yeah, sure. Here. All right. Well, y'all heard it. Um. All right, guys. So, I like to start off all my shows with an icebreaker question for each artist. So, Starting again with Narcy. Here's your icebreaker question, man. Um, what's the worst job you ever had? <laughs> the worst job I ever had. It was this maintenance job. It was horrible. I was in, um, I think I was in, I was in the tenth grade, and I was working for this maintenance company with my brother. It was filthy. Like dudes would be using the bathroom and just putting feces places it's not supposed to be. Like, yeah, that's where that yo, roller started. And it was grown men. I couldn't be, oh man, I couldn't believe it. Like after that, I looked at everybody different. Like I can't shake certain people's hands. Like, and I seen the dude who did it too. He Damn. thought I was going to a five after like a hot five. And I'm like, bro, what? No, that's the worst job I ever had. Like after that, I was like, nope, can't do this no more. I'm done. Exactly, boo. <laughs> yeah, For sure. All right, Benny, what about um, you? What, if you had 24 hours to live, what would you do, bro? If you only had 24 hours left to live, what would you do? Good question. That's a good question. You know, I'm 
suppose I got told my loved ones what's up and then every and any opportunity to do whatever the hell I want for that day I'm doing I don't care what it is I'm okay. living my life to the fullest for sure I don't even know what it is robbing a bank I'm with it <laughs> <laughs> like at this point it don't matter any person I didn't like I'm slapping the hell out of them like shit like that you know what I'm saying for sure no okay <laughs> That's cool. I um Rel XL. Uh if you if you knew if you knew that you couldn't fail, what would you do? What would you be doing? If you knew you couldn't fail at what you wanted to do, what would you be doing? I ain't gonna lie. I'd probably <laughs> be running like Google or something like that. Damn, like, I like search that. engine like Google, you know, like Google, I need all the stock options because yep. they go fail. And I I'm like gonna that. Google out the box and I'm going to be a trillionaire and I'm going to be wallet. Hell yeah. And, and spending money crazy while now. But yeah, that'd be the thing I'd be. I'd be a, a invest in a, an inventor in the biggest search engine in the world because I knew it wouldn't fail. And I'd always be in business. Google never went out of business. All right, Google it is. That's what's mm-hmm. up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, y'all. So let me just say this like up front. You guys are really dope to me. And <laughs> I want to tell you, I want to tell everyone how I ran across your music in the first place, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was sitting up on IG, I was looking at the visuals, and I saw a flyer from the fam, the boy, the Sendit MC in New York. You feel me? He, yeah. Shout out to the Sendit MC for linking me up with Leaf Gang, for sure, right? And he had, like, a list of um, artists that was going to be opening up for the Sendit MC in France concert. And he had a clip of you guys' music. So I'm like, who who is that? I gotta go find out, you know what I'm saying? So I just ran and, you know, we did a little connection, talked to your manager, and then we just did it from there. Shout out to Cav. Yeah, shout out to Cav, for sure. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you guys' um, music really caught my attention. And I just want everyone to get a feel of who Leaf Gang is as both a hip hop group and as individual artists. So, um. With that being said, uh, I want to ask you, how did Leaf Gang come about? How did you guys meet each other? How did you guys build this um, family that you have? Wow. It, it's a, it was a long, a long process. It definitely wasn't like one, two, three, but it kind of was in sequence. I feel like it, it I feel like it stuck, man. You want to tell so, me? Yeah. 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 It's, it's it started. Um, All right. <laughs> Go ahead, Dada, go ahead. You, you. All right, so me and Relic Sound knew each other for a long, long, long yeah, time now. Sandbox. Yeah. Build a seat. And <laughs> we clicked up with another group at one point, and their name was TTF. That didn't work out, but Rel always had this, like, this secret formula thing in play. Like, he was always plotting, like, yo, I'm going to make Leaf Game. It's going to be Red Autumn and this and that. He already had it in, in, in flow. Mm. So he just kept pushing with it, kept pushing with it, kept pushing with it. Met Benny. Mm-hmm. From there, we met G-Roy. Mm-hmm. Hoodfly J came. Mm-hmm. I'm, me and Rel met Hooligan. We met him when he was still in like high school, probably like ninth or eighth grade. Like mm-hmm. We met him when he was young. Everybody literally just fell together. It was like the universe was pushing us all together. Sure. Yeah, that's a sure. And when we all clicked, it was like, 
gang. Like yeah, yeah. everything was organic. It was a brotherhood. Nobody ever came to a point where we was like, yo, F this, yo, this and that. We gonna bump heads. We gonna do this and that. Everybody always trying to look out for each other. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the universe really put us all in each other's life for a reason. Yeah. And it was good timing because like the wild part, like, like, um, like Nancy said, me and Nancy always kind of knew each other. We was always around each other since we were like, you know, I want to say teenagers, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we did the first rap group, you know, shout out to them. But we, we kind of seen things a little bit different. And I met Benny prior to Red Autumn being established. So Benny, I met doing and winning a showcase. And then basically, you know, they gave you like studio time. And Benny was an engineer at the studio that I won from. So I had linked up with Benny. We exchanged numbers, but then I didn't see Benny for five years. And then one day, um, my next door neighbor, because I had a home studio where me and Dada was living at. Because <laughs> me and Dada, we had the whole crib. It was the the studio we had. That was like our headquarters. So, you know, we had the studio there. And then I was doing sessions and, you know, bringing engineers through to do sessions. And my next door neighbor came in. And one day he came in with Benny. And I'm like, yo, bro, I know you from somewhere. But we couldn't put it together. So we exchanged numbers. And then I called his number. And then I already had his phone saved up. And I had his phone saved up at the studio name that he was at before. And I was like, that's how I know you. And then from there, you know, came from being, you know, working together in terms of his earlier uh, projects. And then, you know, we formed it. And then in between that time, like that I said, I always kind of was plotting and kind of doing, you know, what we needed to do because Red Autumn started more so as a production company, Mm. mainly services. So we was just, you know, having the recording studios and, you know, having the um, videos and, you know, photography work and even a little piece of media and that type of stuff. And, you know, we pivoted into becoming a, a record label where we're furnishing artists but I always thought that the production company needed to come first because it's the manufacturing plant for the product. So yeah. if you look at the artists as products right. that you give to the people, the manufacturing plant is the studio. It's the production facility. So that's, that's how that came about. And then, you know, from there, like that I said, we just formed it. And you asked a good question, you know, what does it kind of represent? So mm-hmm. Red Autumn, it represents a tree. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and, and we look at each other as part of a family tree. And wow. each leaf has its own particular uh, role on that particular tree. And without the leaves, there's no tree. You know what I'm saying? Without, you know, the roots of the tree, there's no, you know, food and, 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 Talk it, boy. and, and energy given to the other leaves. So it's basically Red Autumn Leaf Gang represents family tree. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's this is, you know, this is for real. Like, these guys here, you know, my daughter calls them uncle. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. this is... You know, my mom got it tatted on her. This is a family thing. Wow. You know what I mean? I love it. I love the symbolic meaning of Leaf Gang. Like, you all, a story reminds me so much of, um, of course, it's different, but the Wu-Tang, how they came about, that was divine intervention, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just do this. Yeah, that's a great story. And uh, I just like the way, you know, you build the foundation, like you were saying, like, you look at the um the artists as being your products, you got to get the production, um, the foundation down packed first, you know, yeah. 
and then the music starts to come in. So yeah, I get it. It's like a it's like a process. It's like a tree. It's like it's growing, and yeah, exactly. each individual leaf, each individual artist has their own unique stance. Yeah, yes, yeah. love it. Because yeah. no leaf is the same on a tree. Exactly. Yep. I like that. Okay. Well, um, well, okay. So Narcy, um, I heard you were born into a musical family, and um. Yeah. You also attended Brooklyn Theater Arts High School, you know, and I want to ask you a couple of questions about that. So first, tell me who in your family inspired you the most to want to become a performer? Uh, my older brother. Mm-hmm. He, was a, um, he was a dope rapper. He was writing songs and stuff like that. And he would, he would constantly be tapping at the table, making songs, making songs. And then my, my second brother... They both would start writing together. And I'm like, yo, hold on. Like, how could I get in on this action? Like, what could I do? <laughs> One day, uh, um, let's sing that. It was a Tony Braxton song. What song is that? Unbreak my heart. Yo, one day I, that song came on. I probably was like seven years old. And I started singing it. And they was like, oh, you got a little, you can sing. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. I know what I could do now. So from there, I was like, all right, I think I'm going to really do music. Like, I really like love music. I would listen to, I would go back and listen to old, old rappers. I was listening to Big L. Mm-hmm. I would go back and listen to like Big Pun. I was listening to everybody. Like I was, I was really listening to everybody. That's dope. So you started off singing first before you started rapping? Yeah, singing first. Yep. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, I love it though. I love the um combined uh two, you know. Um the other question I had for you was, are you still acting? Because I did check out the short film you started. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're so brilliant. Yep. Oh, I my saw it. God. My Angel, My Hero. And that was a oh. great film. It oh really my. was. Oh, you're you good. You did research. Yeah, that's all oh my skin. That was like a dog walk. Yo, yeah. she, she knows my soap shoe, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I'm, I'm looking to get back into it. I honestly really want to get back into it. Like, I think um, music is really my stepping stool to, to actually get back into the acting. I love acting. Yeah, I could tell. Um, you played the heck out of that character. Thank like, you. That was my first major, like, it was my first. You know what's crazy is they they found me in the park. Really? Because that's yeah. where it took place. The first scene. The first scene, but they found one dude that played ball there. He um he he saw me in the park and he was like, "Yo, don't you go to the, um Brooklyn? You go to the, um the Brooklyn Good Art School?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Yo, I might have a job for you." And I'm like, "Wait, you know you got to squint your eyes and stuff." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Over there, prostitution, bro." Like. <laughs> Dude, tripping like yeah. So he he said, "Yo, give me your number." I gave him my number, and this Indian dude hit me up. That's the the dude that's playing in it with me. Yeah, yeah. He wrote the whole thing, and he paid for the whole thing out of wow. He paid for that whole thing. So he called me, and he said, "Hey, I'm interested in meeting with you." So he met with me. He couldn't meet with me directly by myself because I was still young. I was only 15. Mm-hmm. So he had to meet up with me and my older brother. My older brother was my guardian at the time because my mother was living in Florida. So he met up with me and my older brother, and he came right away with paperwork and a check ready, your 10 G's right then and there, and then Damn. another 10 when the movie was over. I looked at it, and I was like, oh, yeah, let's do this. Like, For real. For he real. Asked me, 
the first question he asked me was, what's a location or where, what locations would you like to shoot at? From him saying that, I used the opportunity to shoot in my neighborhood. So the park that we actually shot it in was my junior high school park. And the house that he used was next door from my old house. Wow. So I was just, yeah, I was trying to just use everything around me to put put um, the place that I grew up in in the highlights of the movie. Wow. That was done um, really on point. And I think, I mean, like I said, the whole the whole acting and the chemistry on set that I saw between you all and just the storyline was dope to me. And I really think, I really believe that you should uh, continue to pursue acting as well as your music. I definitely want to do that. Yeah, that's dope to me. So um, speaking of music, let's talk about your sound, okay? Mm -hmm. I heard uh, the joint Rolling Stones from the Leaf Tape Volume 1. And just let me say, I love the Kodak Black flow kept in the beginning. I immediately peeped that point blank. Um, I love it throughout the verse. The visuals, as I saw the video, are sick as hell. And overall, the song just bangs. It's a banger, you know? Yeah, so. Hufflaw J, Hooligan. And shout out to Max for being in the video. We all shot that video, so. When you don't see us in the camera, you know, somebody's holding the camera. (laughs) (laughs) And shout out to Benny for mixing and mastering the song. Hell yeah. So, you know, we getting the job done, you know what I mean? (laughs) Definitely, definitely. It definitely shows. And um, I was just going to say, before I play a snippet of the song, can you tell the listeners out there the concept behind Rolling Stones? Um... The concept behind Rolling Stone was like, it's the, so the hook goes, pack that clip up if you slip up, if you know you down to go, if you set up, ask it wet up, it goes down, let sushi roll. So the thing is like, the slip up is if you cross the line with a loved one, that's the slip up. You can't cross the line with somebody like my brothers, they, they, these dudes that's around me, these are my brothers. That's the slip up right there. So that's where the concept of the song came from. It's like, yo, don't cross that line because then we it's, it's gonna get real physical like you can't do that like <laughs> that's like somebody this slapping your mother like nah you exactly. better pack that clip up like <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly we're we coming for you boy yeah that song it go hard it really do so like can you introduce the song to the listeners everybody that's listening the song is called Rolling Stone. I want y'all to understand it, listen to it, and listen to the way we speaking in it. We ain't just talking no, yeah. <laughs> no blah, blah, blah. We talking those facts right there. Yeah. So listen to it and let us know what y'all think. Yeah. Narcy, Hook, Fly, J, Hooligan. Narcy on the hook, uh, J on the first verse, Hooli second. Yeah, shout out to them, but my brothers. Check out the video, too. Yeah, check out that visual, Rolling Stone. For sure, let's get it, y'all. Let's check it. I got a little bitch pulling up on me. She says she gonna fuck with the crib. Gang in this shit. 
slip up if you slip up, I hope you is down to go Throw your set up, I'll get wet up and get cold as sushi roll Back that clip up if you slip up, I hope you is down to go Throw your set up, I'll get wet up and get cold as sushi roll Back that clip up if you slip up, I hope you is down to go Throw your set up, I'll get wet up and get cold as sushi roll Alexander's on my feet to be exact Half the brag Last year I was broke but leave the guy the bag I'm a young nigga that began to the dough If you wanna know that method then you gotta come around bro Rule one, stay focused, never by the hoe And rule two, stay loyal till your day go Cause all you got is your balls and your word If your word ain't shit then your balls get snatched bro Being said it best, get down, lay down, stay down Or you get banged with the hand though I don't care, I'm a ruthless fuck And I don't give no fucks cause I do the fucking You cannot trust them, he has no loving He's so depressing, he's up to something I hope you done a ride cause this ride right here Is a game with a homicide Hands up, hands high, if you ready to die Because I'm ready for the other side Alright y'all, that was Rolling Stones right there Featuring Hood, Fly J, and Hooligan Only You know what I'm saying? That shit was dope, Narcy Y'all did a great job with that song, for real Thank you, appreciate it Facts, debatable Breach is fire Breach is fire Y'all wild Y'all whole joint is fire. Thank you. Thank you. For sure. Um, okay, so let's move on down the table. Um, Benny. Yep. Let's talk for a minute, man. Um, talk to me. Talk to me. What's up? <laughs> All right, so you were born in Massachusetts. Yes. And a lot of your sound has been influenced by all genres of music. I mean, everything from jazz to Caribbean tunes. And with that being known, Benny, tell the listeners a little bit more about your background and your upbringing and what are um, the subjects that you're drawn to the most when you're trying to write? Man, these are good questions, man. It's good. (laughs) All right. Go ahead, (laughs) T'Challa. Right, right. (laughs) To answer the first part of the question, so um, both of my parents are are from uh, foreign, right? So, like, my, my mother's from the Caribbean and my dad's Ghanaian. So you said Wakandan? Yeah. <laughs> That's why that movie resonated yeah. with me. <laughs> um yeah, so like growing up, um my mother was very uh, like her palette for music was interesting. Like we talking about of course you got the the, the classic uh reggae uh joints, your Bob Marley's, your your um you know, up to the more uh you know, modern stuff from the nineties like Ferris Hammond, um, you know. All that stuff, uh, Buju Bantan, like all that kind of, you know what I'm saying? All that stuff um, alongside with like, she'll, she'll mess around and get into a bag where she's listening to like Journey. You know what I'm saying? Like that, right. that, that, that yeah, that, that 80s rock or like the Eagles. So like- Yes, you know, baby, I love the Eagles. Exactly, so all my life it's been, it's been uh, mixed with music. Now me uh, personally, I, you know, hip hop found me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm growing up in the 90s. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, what, like, you know, no older than like five or six listening to um to, to DMX's first album, knowing every single word, you know what I'm saying, back to front, you know, uh, Puck Daddy and the Family when he dropped that record, you know, Biggie when he dropped his album, like I'm listening, you know, because I had older cousins as well, so I'm listening to that as, as well, like 
in real time. You wow. know what I'm saying? So that kind of started off like um, my palette for music. Um, what, was, what was the other question, uh, other side to that question you was asking? Um, I was just asking you, um, what are the subjects you're drawn to mostly when you're trying to rhyme and write? Yeah, I feel like I feel like my muses is usually like through my real life experience. Mm. Um, I feel like I feel like I do talk about women a lot. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. at the same time, there's like a sprinkle of like real life, like what I've really, really been through. Um, you know, what it was like growing up back home in, in a small town. But I mean, it was more like a small city, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, um, yeah, we were small, but we still had those those inner city issues, you know what I'm saying, that everybody else experiences. So it's kind of a combination of the two. Okay. I can see how that um, fits in. Um, let's play a snippet of your song, Shine, off the album Selective Memory, because... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because I believe in this particular joint, uh, you really show your creative range, and I think it's fire. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, that, um, man, I tried. It didn't take too long to make, but it was definitely one of those that I was like, nah, I got to put my all into this, like, on every aspect, you know. Shout out to OG, too, OG, on yeah. guitar. And because um, we also kind of handle a lot of our own, you know, production, beat making. Yeah. So cool. Really got busy with uh, OG. Uh, I think Rondell. Rondell shout on, out to yeah, Rondell, one of the other Leafs. You know what I'm saying? Another dope musician and just dope person all together. So, you know, like I said, team effort. You know, yeah. team effort. Got to shout them out. Mm-hmm. You know what Definitely. I mean? Definitely. You're hearing Benny's production mm-hmm. as well. So that that's very proud of my brother for that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, this song, I really like this song, Sean, because I, it was like geared toward, you know, all the pretty ladies out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was immediately drawn to it, so <laughs> yeah. That see, that's what we asking for. That, you know, for, for, the for, for sure. sure. So, um, Benny, why don't you introduce your song to the audience? For all those who are listening, I have you know, y'all got to check this out. This song called "Shine" that I uh, written and produced, man, alongside with OG and Rondell. Um, check it out, man. I hope y'all love it. For sure. Let's get it. Shit on me. 
Benny, 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 that's my dude. I love you. Guaranteed to make you shine. You know that the love good. I'm doing a dance in the video. I know that love. Yo, it's crazy. I love it. The video to Miguel, right? Shout out to Miguel for directing the video, man. For sure. Shout out to Miguel. Don't know her name. She almost drowned Benny, though, yes. I, you know. <laughs> can't be playing around like that. We got to talk about that a little later, but nevertheless. Yeah, it was so funny. Oh, that was an amazing song. And like I said, the singing and rapping put together is definitely a good combination, so. Yeah. All right, so um, moving right along, let's chat with you, Rail XL. Yes, ma'am, I'm here. All right, so yeah. you were born and raised in Brooklyn, and... Your overall rhyme scheme is heavily influenced by poetry and your auntie. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. tell me more about that relationship you have with your aunt and how it shaped and influenced your style of music. Wow. Well, my, yeah, wow. My aunt, for the viewers, man, my aunt's tatted on my arm. So, you Damn. know, man, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's tough. R.P. my aunt Margie. That was uh, my heart. And uh, what we used to do, we used to sit and literally watch BET all day because she was a huge rap fan. She had a crush on Ja Rule. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like, but I would, we would sit and, you know, we would just spend time together listening to music. And then, you know, she would kind of put me on to the old school vibes as well. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the you know, the Teddy Pettigrass. She was a diehard fan of the OJs, you know. Obviously, the Temptations, you know, the Osleys, I mean, all of that fly stuff. And then that in conjunction with my pops, you know, my pops every Saturday, you know, he playing Sugar Hill Gang and then he playing DMX and then he's moving on to, you know, Papa was a Rolling Stone in the living room. And, you know, I kind of, you know what I mean? Even my Uncle Charlie, RP my Uncle Charlie, the same thing. You know, I grew up um, with a, a family that really loved uh, music. You know, we had a real good passion for music. You know, I had uncles that, you know, were performers, they were songwriters, producers, engineers. I mean, that's just kind of been in my family all together, you know, but my Aunt Margie was, that that was my everything. You know what I'm saying? My daughter's named after her. Wow. That's her middle name. So that's, that, that was everything. And she definitely had a huge impact on me musically as far as with just, you know, Cause I used to, I believe it or not, I used to rap, write little raps, and I used to rap them to her, <laughs> and she would literally be critiquing like, "Yeah, your bars, you, can, you know, say this word." I'm like, "Oh, all right, auntie, what you mean?" And you know, <laughs> saying it, it was just a, you know, what I'm saying it was a good time growing up as a teenager, just having us house in the household, cause you know that was my mother. You know, what I'm saying right. that, was, that was my mom. That's and, a very beautiful story about you and your auntie and um may yeah. her soul rest in peace man yeah yeah i'll pee on margie you know what i mean sure. you know what i mean but go ahead come on keep it going keep it going i don't want to cry on here <laughs> <laughs> okay keep it going. um 
I really, I really want to um, like go into the music too, um, the sound. Like, um, I want to play your joint "Lifted" research group off the album "High Frequency." Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That yeah. was a, that was a project. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, that was a um, that was a cool project. I did the project in a week. Damn. You know, so I just kind of caught, I just caught a vibe. So, and the whole project is me just being of higher thoughts and just being elevated. You know what I'm saying? I was really, really deeply into meditation during the time of that project. So, mm. you know, I was able to accomplish it very quick because my mind was so focused. And if you listen to LRG, LRG, you know, obviously is with the clothing group, lifted research group, but it also kind of represented like just the elevated, you know, form of thinking. You know what I'm saying? I was a little mm-hmm. high when I wrote the song. Well, when I did the song, you know what I'm saying? I was a little, you know, I was off one. You know, I was cooler, <laughs> cool as a fan. And then I just went in and had my little mic set up and I did it right in the home studio and you know, next thing you know, we're shooting a video with Sage English. Shout out to my bro. And um, shout out to Draymond Beats on the production. For sure. You know, yeah, we put it out and then it did some numbers, man. And a lot of people to this day really got a lot of respect for that record because it gives them that nostalgic vibe. And, you know, it's a smoker tune. It's a, it's a laid back, smoker, late night vibe tune. So, you know, we did the visuals and we got what we got. Super happy about that 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 record. Exactly. Because when I listen to it... um. But for me, it really showcases your poetry skills and not to mention, um, like you already said it, though, it's definitely a joint to spark up to because it really does have that like that laid back type of vibe. You know what I'm saying? So but before we play the snippet, um, I want to ask you, how did you decide to get into producing music for yourself and that's probably a question to be asked for all of you all since you all have the studio set up mm-hmm. well that that was a um necessity you know that was a business play um like i said to you before you know i, I wanted to have as much uh control in the manufacturing of the product and you know it's like anything when you first start trying to do something you kind of have to go through a learning curve um, but I really enjoyed the process. So as I was enjoying the process, you know, and being fortunate enough to live in a digital age where I could YouTube everything, I was able to learn it. And um, once that happened, I actually began to get good at it and been able to produce to the point where I could teach others how to do it. You know, um, I remember when Benny first started to produce records, me and him going back and forth and exchanging ideas. You know, I like to say he was a part of my growth. And I think I was an instrument in his growth as well. So the production thing was again a, a means to an end, but it's it's an artwork and it's an art in itself. It's a craft in itself. And so you know, just respect for the craft. That's just what makes me want to continue to kind of do it. And then when you think about it, production can take you in so many different levels and and you know works. And you know you can do so many different things once you know how to produce a record or produce any sort of you know music for that matter. You can go to movies. You can go to television. Exactly. You can go to video games. Exactly. You know, you can sound design. You mm-hmm. can sell. Mm-hmm. You know the actual music. You can produce artists. So you got so much leverage in this game. You know, in this music industry, when you're able to be multifaceted. You know, and you're able to bring more things to the table. Right. So that's pretty much where you know the strength, of, or looking to develop the strength of production, really came from. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we built the studios, and we, you know, just been doing it from there. God, God, very good to us. You said what? 
I said, God has been very good to us. We've been yeah. really blessed because a lot of artists coming up, they, you know, they don't understand the importance of doing things outside of rap music. Mm-hmm. That's still part of the music industry or the music business. And so, you know, having a production facility is part of the business. It is. And, you know, we've been blessed enough to have that kind of vision and we've been blessed enough to want to develop that. And now, you know, we have a space where it's a three-story building and we have wow. a production floor <laughs> for, you know, film and audio on one floor. We have two room studios on the basement floor and then we have Airbnbs on the top tier floor. So this was really a business play. Production really kind of is the fuel for Red Order Music Group, to be honest. I just love to, that. Just I to love add it. that too, I think what I've noticed is our story <laughs> is the, you know, sort of like the outcome of putting together people that are like-minded. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, for me, production was not that complicated for me. I was just sick of, like, going for somebody else to try to make my sound. You know what I'm saying? I had my goals in my head, and I and I, and I I went after it. But along that journey with meeting Ro, meeting Narcy, me and the whole, you know, everybody in the group, um, I started to recognize that what I created for myself and w- or what we created for ourselves and, and started to double down. You know what I'm saying? So, for, you know, that's just another perspective where the journey might not even be that, like, you know, calculated from the beginning. But if you just keep your eyes open and pay mm. attention to everybody listening, you'll see like, yo, this is what I this is what I made off of just like my own ambition or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And take advantage of that and move forward. That's for all my creators out there for real. True. You know what I mean? But yeah, get get people around you who think just like you and and I'm just as motivated as you and stay tight with them because you're before you know it, you'll be looking back and be like, What? We built a whole mountain. Yeah. You know right. Yep. Right. Those down. Yep. Or you planted a tree. You planted a seed and it became a tree. Exactly. That's exactly what you all did. And uh, I like the fact that you took the middleman out. You're like, you know what? <laughs> let me stop, you know, paying somebody else to do what I, I know I already know how to do. Or let me teach myself how to do this. Mm-hmm. And you all built, you started with a seed and now you got this big old tree and you built, you're eating off that tree now. You That's feel me? That's a fact. So, this is a beautiful uh, interview all together. But anyway, um, I just wanted to uh, ask you to um, go ahead and introduce your masterpiece, L. <laughs> yeah, so this is your boy Relic Sal. Um, we get ready to play this LRG joint off the High Frequency Project. Um, shout out to Drake One Beat. Shout out to Sage English. And, you know, just tune in. I hope y'all enjoy. Get lifted. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're going to do. 2020, we getting lifted. Show, let's get it. She goes like a merry-go-round Run a pole for a 2020 twin 
She'll probably go down. Keep two pistols on a nigga hit. Just in case I show down. Kick a flow now. Then I'm out the door now. Where I go now. Get paid, hit stage, take shows down. Stage die to a pool, then I float now. Uh. Y'all niggas tryna maintain. Y'all niggas better hold on. Me, I'm tryna maintain. Young nigga try to move on. This that LRG shit. Lifted research group. This that LRG Yeah, that was Lifted Research Group, okay? You know what I'm saying? Real XL, feel me? Yes, that's a damn good song right there. I'm going to smoke after this. No, <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Okay, guys, you guys have been really good. Um, All right, so I want to get into some fun questions for the artists. So let's start that's off with good. you, Narcy. All right. Uh, who are some of your biggest influences in music? Ooh. Um, ooh. Andre 3000. Mm. J. Cole. Kendrick mm. Lamar. Okay. I'm going to give you five. It's Andre 3000, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Jay-Z, and um, who else? It's, um, um, Miles Davis. I love Miles Davis. Music. Damn. Yeah. That's what's music. up. That's uh, Mal Davis. You you took that way back. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing rap music because it gets tiring sometimes. I go straight to Miles Davis. Like he's like, that's like my meditation music right there. Yeah, for sure. As I like to listen to Sade for meditation music. Oh yeah, oh, Sade yeah. is amazing. Oh her beats. Oh man, mm-hmm. everything about her is meditation. <laughs> it really is. You can go to sleep off that for real. I feel like she's the first Janae Aiko. Like <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. like a re- like uh, Janae is a rebirth of Sade. It's a yep. bob, like, a real crazy bob. Exactly. Just in a different time period. Yep. <laughs> All right, um, Benny. Yep. What does your art of music mean to you? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, who is this woman, man? It's funny. We talked about this, like, sometime last year. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's documenting the story. That's it. Documenting the story. As we live, we just put it all in the music and put it out for the world to see it or hear it for that matter, you know what I mean? Yeah, so the art, your art of music is life, basically. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, finally, but not least, Rail XL, um, what are three things that connect you to your music? Oh, man, again, very powerful questions. Obviously, um, what goes on in the day-to-day life you mean by connect, that's what, you know, I connect to day-to-day life and that gets pulled out of my music. Mm-hmm. Um, my closest people's experiences, mm-hmm. because I think that's an art too, to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and tell their story through music. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a different, that's a different art as well. And I, I want to say, 
things that really connect me to music, I think emotions, because I'm not really an emotional person. So when I do make my music, when I'm able to connect to my emotions, that's my one time that I'm emotional, and then I just put it into the music. Okay. Yeah, so that's, I, I want to say the three things that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's the three, I would say. Okay, all right, I feel that, I feel that. Um, You guys, this question is basically to the whole group, but um, what's next for Leaf Gang in the upcoming months of 2020 with all this crazy crap going around? But what's Ooh. going on? <laughs> Biohazard suits. Canned <laughs> <laughs> beans and water. <laughs> True, true, true. Lysol. Yeah, we gotta run it. <laughs> okay. Twenty twenty has been quite interesting. Yeah. I don't think anybody has any plans anymore for twenty twenty. For real, survival mode, right? Survival. Um, musically, obviously, we have catalog that we want to continue to put out because we didn't really sort out to be a rap group per se. The leave tape was a moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, Dada has a, a project slated. Narcy has a project slated. I call him by my, you know, it's my little bro name, but I call him, you know, by the bro name. Hey, Narcy has a project slated. Um, Benny has one slated. And me, myself, you know, my project is a little long overdue. So we mm-hmm. have something slated. And then um, Huli and Jay, they have a tag team project going on, which is going to be really exciting, mm-hmm. you know, because... They're, they're very, um, they work really well together, as you can see with the Rolling Stone record. Yeah, definitely. But they're able to feed off of each other's energy. So mm-hmm. crazy, you know, so. Um, and then we have, you know, other artists that we're developing, you know, shout out to Tentray. Um, G-Roy's got some stuff coming up really soon. G-Roy's been super consistent. You know, we're going to be developing Duchin pretty soon, so he should have an EP. Cool. Ralph has some production stuff going. Shout out to Talking Me Ralph, so. <laughs> We have a very busy schedule, God willing, if everything falls in alignment. And, you know, of course, we want to make sure that we're on top of the safety thing. But once we get past what we're getting past, um, we're definitely going to be able to, you know, roll out a lot of content. Because what the Leaf Tape did was it it put a very big spark underneath us. And it kind of just showed us that we can achieve a lot when we kind of just, you know, work as a group and, you know, really focus and buckle down. So, you know, we're just going to kind of continue that. Um, in terms of development and then even getting into other forms of art you know um, Narcy mentioned getting back into acting and film so we're working on some web series stuff possibly some short film stuff because we just want to expand the creativity and you know just kind of really push the limits on not just being an artist but just creating art you know what I'm saying not being a musical artist just being an artist at life so you know this is kind of what we're going to be focused on for 2020 Okay, that's that's a lot of big goals coming out. Um, a lot of long goals and short term goals, and that's what's up. So, um, you guys, can you list that uh, where everyone, all the listeners, can find your music at? Like, you know, redautumnyc.com. Red, R E D A U T U M N, N Y C dot com. Everything, everything is there. Every single artist is there. The studio stuff is there. The visuals that we've done is there. Um, Spotify, all of the, you know, the platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, every single platform is there. That's the one-stop shop. 
and all of the artists are hosted on the uh, website. And Red, we'll yeah. be having merch on there. So yeah, please stay merch, tuned. Yeah, merch yeah. coming soon. You know, we have some new stuff in development as well. So again, Red, R-E-D, Autumn, A-U-T-U-M-N, NYC.com. All right, y'all, y'all heard it from here. And and also, everybody, all the listeners out there, if you're in the New York area, if you're just on the West Coast, period, I mean, as I said, West Coast, East Coast, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, period, do not forget to check out the Send the MC and Friends concert on March 20th at the Offside Tarvin in New York. And uh, Leaf Gang will be there. It'll be there to perform and everything, y'all. It's gonna be raw as hell. So um... the biohazard suits on, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, Lysol spray and holsters. That's how we <laughs> hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot. We gonna throw it in the crowd for sure. Mm. Um, thank you so much, Leaf Gang, for coming oh, on the show and pleasure. blessing the microphone. You know what I'm saying? Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. So and I, I, cause I really enjoyed you all collectively as a musical group. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to all my listeners who tune in each and every weekend for the hottest artists in music history. And a special thank you to all the donors of Speak Your Mind Radio, because without you, the show couldn't go on. Kind of like a car with no gas in it, right? <laughs> so, so if you guys would like to leave a donation for Speak Your Mind Radio, you can PayPal me at Miss Hip Hop 2020. That's MZ Hip Hop 2020. Um, buy me a cup of coffee if you enjoyed today's show. Thanks for tuning in and see you all next week. Peace out and bless up. Bless, 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 bless. bless, bless, bless. bless. <laughs> for sure.